Founded Recruit Locator, kind of an HR recruiting tool back in 2016, relaunched it just last July. Now 300 customers paying 21 bucks a month or 250 bucks for the year. So they're doing about 6,000, 7,000 bucks per month today, focused on scaling with things like content and additional product integrations, cash flow positive because they're building this on the back of a consulting business. Uh, team of three in remote locations, kind of Maryland and Japan, bootstrapped, which I love. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Adrian Russo. He's a talent acquisition professional who leverages his software development background to help organizations find talent. He's co-founder and developer of Recruit Locator, a SaaS-based open web resume search tool. He led technical recruiting at various organizations, including the National Institutes of Health, Discovery, Communications, and Department of Defense. He's featured in the upcoming Amazon Prime docufilm, The Art of Recruiting. Adrian, are you ready to take us to the top? Well said. So, so you're an actor too, huh? Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> yeah, as I say, not not many times you find a developer who's also an actor. Those usually don't go together. Yeah, nice. It's got some. I uh, got some things coming out on Amazon Prime, so it's really interesting. <laughs> That's great. Is you see that it's basically a distribution channel for the software product? Yeah, I, it was a great opportunity. I was contacted by Chris, Chris Labaud, the uh, executive producer of Top Recruiter. And that was just an interesting opportunity presented itself to be able to talk about the product and, um, you know, some some methodologies behind recruiting. Yeah. OK, so tell me about the product. What's the company do? And is it really a pure play SaaS company? Yeah, it really is a pure SaaS company as far as a, from the product perspective. So, you know, I, I went out on my own for, for recruiting and it started out. We developed this tool um, to give us, you know, our, an edge on everyone else, our secret sauce. You know, we would use it in demos to say, hey, you know, we're different. We can find your talent and this is how we do it. And the answer we got when we went out to speak to these, um, you know, these business owners was, yeah, that's great. We'll use your services. But what about the product? Well, at the time, this was just a dashboard. Um, this was, excuse me, a desktop tool. And so we quick, quickly refactored it uh, to a SaaS product so we can allow our customers to leverage it as well. Mm-hmm. So what do they pay for this? What do they pay to get access to it? Yeah, it's really easy. So we have um, we have a freemium model where, um, you know, people could sign up for free and try the tool uh, with a limited number of searches. They get, um, you know, five searches a day. And then for uh, for a year, we charge two fifty. Two. So one price point, super simple, easy, quick, easy. We want to make it as, as simple as possible for people to use and sign up. So what do they get for two hundred fifty bucks for the year? Yeah. So for two hundred fifty dollars, what we do is we have um, we have six search services. And basically what happens is this, this tool allows people to find talent from everywhere, but job boards. So if you want to, if you want to find talent on job boards and resume databases, there's plenty of tools for that. There's not a lot of tools to find talent from the open web. And so what we do is we have it in, in a few different areas. We have uh, open web resumes, which is again, everywhere, but job boards. Um, we have LinkedIn search, which actually provides a more robust search than LinkedIn. We actually have a video out there where we beat, you know, LinkedIn recruiter search results by number and relevancy. Uh, we have a clear job board or a clear, a clear job search where you find only clear talent from the open web. What does that uh, mean? I don't have, know what clear talent means. Oh, sorry. So clear talent is, um, you know, talent that requires clearances, whether, you know, whether oh, it's clearance. top secret. Yeah. So top secret. You know, only talent that has, uh, you know, a clearance. Yep. And then lastly, um, we have another service that takes resumes from LinkedIn profiles. So it's really easy to use. You type your location into the search tool. Um, you type in a keyword or keywords or job titles. And this comes back with results. And so what year did you launch the company in? I'm sorry? What year did you launch the company in? 
We launched in uh, 2016. 2016. Okay, so two years ago. And then what have you scaled to today in terms of total customers on the platform? So uh, we just we just relaunched our SaaS product and we just started um, taking on customers. Okay, what, uh, so like three or four, a few. Uh, we have three hundred right now. Oh, okay. I mean, that's okay. So that's pretty. I mean, you you are you are underselling it, but three hundred is pretty strong for a relaunch. When did you relaunch? We relaunched in July. July. And walk me through the the strategy there. Why why did you have to relaunch? Yeah. So we had uh, uh, it migrated completely. Um, all platforms. So we were using, um, you know, different uh, different platforms to manage our networking. We migrated off of that, and when we did that, um, we relaunched the tool. We made it faster. We made uh, the results more relevant. We increased the number of results, and then we were completely revamped the UI. Um, you know, these are all things that we, you know, we had some feedback from beta tests. Uh, we did a beta test with Omnicom Media Group. Uh, this is the feedback we got. So basically, we just took that feedback in, listened to our customers, and um, you know, relaunched the product. Okay, got it. So three hundred customers, two fifty a year. It's about twenty one bucks a month. So that means you're doing kind of about six thousand, seven thousand bucks a month now today on the new products. Is that right? Yeah. And yep, go back, right. go back a year prior to that, it would have been nothing, right? Because you relaunched it. It would have been yeah, nothing. We we spent we spent about we spent about eight eight or nine months just going through and you know working. Um, working through some challenges. I mean, as you can imagine, when, um, you know, when you're, when you're working with a product like this, one of the challenges you have is being able to constantly get results from the web without getting, um, you know, 503 responses and, you know, things like that. So we had to work through that. Um, we were able to figure that part out and then we had to kind of refine some different things. You know, it's interesting. We thought one of the one of the features that would be great was to be able to drop a pin on a map and search, you know, within a uh, you know, distance vector from that pin. Uh, we thought it was awesome. We spent a lot of time on it. We thought people would love it. Turns out it was the one feature everyone hated. So um, we went through and refactored that and a couple other things. And um, yeah, that's that's where we're at today. To get your first 300 customers here, I mean, what was the number one growth channel you used? Yeah, I, I would say the number one growth channel would be uh, social media and more specifically Twitter and Facebook. Okay. Uh, you know, if you look at if you look at Facebook right now, the um, the the cost per click, cost per impression is really low. Um, so it gives you a wide reach, I say, and it gives you the most bang for your buck. So what um, would you? I mean, get, have, make that real for us. I mean, so like, what what would you spend on Facebook to get a click? Would you say? You know, it, it, we'd, what we found is we'd, we'd spend maybe $15, $20 per post. Um, we accelerated our posts in, um, you know, based on the impressions that we would receive. So posts that received a lot of impressions, we would just accelerate, you know, small increments, 15, you know, 15, $20. And we'd find that we'd get five, six, 7,000, uh, impressions. Okay. And how many clicks? That, um, so I'm sorry, I said impressions, clicks. That should be clicks. And then you get the seven thousand clicks from a fifteen dollar spend. Yeah, I, that's not uncommon. That's not uncommon on Facebook. You know, it's a really. Well, what's the tar- I mean, that's I, I look. I run a lot of Facebook ads. I mean, you can tweak with quality of clicks, which is a big deal depending on where you're targeting. But seven thousand clicks for fifteen bucks. I, I don't know that I've seen that before. Assuming they're quality clicks. Yeah, you know, they're not all quality because I was getting into the conversion data. The conversion data is sometimes low. Um, you know, we might get from from those 7,000 clicks, um, you know, we might get, you know, 10, 15 people who would sign up. So uh-huh. it's really low. And then we look at that 
And even with that amount, we might get, you know, five or six users who are, you know, using it actively. Um, and how many new customers? Maybe like one or two? You know, we don't always get customers um, based on that. If we had, if we could spend $15, $20 to get a customer, um, we'd be we'd be making a whole lot more right now. And we'd have a lot more customers. Well, so going back to um, my original question, though, so what's what's been the number one customer acquisition channel? Yeah, I mean, I still think social media, you know, Twitter, Twitter's another one. We um, we did Twitter for business. Um, you know, we found that that works well. Um and then a lot of it's just networking. But Adrian, sorry, can you can you break this? So I, I wanted to break down Facebook to try and tie the loop back here. But you said ultimately, ultimately it didn't drive customers. So I'm, I want you to do the same with Twitter because I'm sure there's some learnings here. Are you actually getting customers from Twitter? Yeah, we're getting some customers. Um, you know, like I said, the acquisition has been slow. We've only had, you know, 300 since since July. Um, so that's not a really it's not really a great deal. Um, so. You know, like what we're seeing, uh, what we're seeing is we get a lot of people who will who will sign up. It's the conversion that's been the challenge. Um, but, you know, we haven't put a lot of money into this yet. Uh, we haven't really done a robust, you know, really robust marketing campaign. Are you cash flow positive at this point? We are. Yeah, oh, that's good. OK, so you have time. It's not like you're taking time bomb or anything. No. So we haven't accepted any funding. Um, you're bootstrapped. Yeah, completely. Oh, great. Completely. We're, we're profitable. Um, we were profitable in year two. Uh, so 2016, we're, we, 2017, we are, and 2018, we've grown even more. So how many uh, are on the team today? We have, you know, we also do consulting. So Adrian, how many are on the team today? Uh, we have three people right now, myself, um, Joanne Burt, who's one of our partners and, um, Joseph De La Pena, who's one of the other developers. All, all up there in Maryland. Uh, no, Joseph is, Joseph actually, uh, is in is in Japan. Um, and Joanne is in Maryland. Okay. Got it. So, so three remote, I was going to say doing six grand a month, it'd be hard to be profitable, you know, paying three full-time salaries. What you're saying is the way you make up for that is you sell some consulting on the side. We do consulting. That's where, um, you know, right now our majority of the revenue comes from there. You know, this is a new product we launched. Um, so we have, like I said, we haven't put a lot of money into advertising yet. We don't have a lot of customers and that's how we bootstrap this product. You know, that's how we're able you know, taking investments and other things. Yeah. So, so, I mean, how do you get to a million bucks in, in recurring revenue? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Um, so, so really I think, you know, what we have to do is keep investing, uh, in the product. We have to grow the team. I think, you know, if you have, uh, if you have a SaaS product, you, you need to really keep growing your, your dev team. That's where, that's where the money's going to come from. Why do you um, say that though? There are tons of good products with massive dev teams that go bankrupt because no one knows about them or they don't, or they don't fit, or they, it's not a monthly recurring product. Yeah. So I, I think when you have a product like ours, it requires a lot of work. Um, there's a lot of work that goes into it. You know, obviously all solutions, you know, have a lot of work, but particularly whenever you have, you know, challenges from a networking perspective, you know, you constantly have to update your product. You have to come up with, you know, new ways um, especially now to get around things like, you know, CAPTCHA and, and redirects, things like that. So you constantly have to evolve. And I think for this type of product, um, you know, that's where, that's where it's at now, as far as, as far as other companies are concerned. Well, know, hold on, sorry, Adrian, sorry, sorry. So are people, I mean, are people, are people paying right now? They're saying, oh, I thought you had this feature you don't and churning. And that's why you want to grow the dev team to fill those holes. 
No, the reason the reason why I want to grow the dev team is we have other things on our product roadmap that we want to that we want to incorporate into the product. Yeah, but you why know? focus on that stuff if people are currently not churning on the current thing and you have 300 signed up? Why would you not just double down? You need distribution channels for this thing if people are sticking. Yeah, no, that's 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 a fair point. Um, you know, the reason being, you know, we take a lot of customer feedback um, and what they're looking for. And I think, you know, it's, it's the direction, the direction that the industry is going. Um, people are looking for integrated solutions right now. Our well, is there churn? Anymore. I'm sorry. Do you have churn? No, no. Okay. Then, then what? Then, sorry. I, I don't mean to keep cutting you off, but you keep saying your product's not good enough. And you keep saying you have no churn. If, if your product wasn't good enough and you didn't have the integrations people needed, people would be churning. So I didn't say it wasn't good enough. What I what I said was I want to focus on um, I want to focus on building out our capabilities and new features. Uh, we have an annual subscription model, yeah. right? So we haven't you know it's been since July. Uh-huh. So we're not gonna have, we're not gonna have any churn because people you know people have signed up for a year. And well, sometimes people been- sometimes people will email and ask for a refund. We haven't had that. Okay, great. So 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 Hasn't no happened. no no. So it's too, basically too early to really to look at churn, and you're basically saying 100%. you want to make sure it stays low when all the renewals come up next July by adding exactly. integrations and things like that. That's that's where we're going to see. That's where we could see issues with churn. Um, you know, I, I don't anticipate it. It's a very low price point. If you look at it in the in the recruiting industry, you know these a lot of these people are, are working at agencies. You know, if you find one candidate from our product. You know, you can you can play your placement fee could be twenty five thousand dollars. You know, our products two hundred fifty dollars a year. So if you yeah, look but at low price point doesn't mean low churn. It's actually the opposite. SMB churns typically way higher than enterprise churn with higher price points. Sure, and that's something we'll have to take a look at. But I think you know, but I think as far as we're concerned, you know, the whole market's going to you know integrated solutions. They want you know recruiters want an integrated solution with their ATS. They want. They want their they want to be able to have whatever their sourcing product is, whether it's ours or something else, they want to have that into an ATS. So we want to incorporate this and make it API based so all of the results can be, you know, natively dumped into their ATS and you know it could go into their existing campaign. What is ATS? Uh, applicant tracking system. So basically where recruiters go to, um, you know, recruiters go to store their candidates and you know, it's basically a, a their internal resume database. Yeah. So so Again, if I asked you the growth, I mean, you said add more developers, basically. But if you weren't allowed to hire more developers and you couldn't write one more line of code, you have a product with 300 customers. So it's it's working for these people. How do you like double or triple that customer base? Sure. I mean, obviously, I think you put money into marketing and I think you also put money into content distribution and content distribution, um, you know, like a hub, you know, something like we were approached by you know, a group of people to, you know, basically start, uh, basically, you know, launch almost a model, like, like a HubSpot, basically where you're driving content to your site to get people on the product. So ultimately we will, we will be adding content to our site and making it, you know, almost like, um, a knowledge database. We're going to be adding that in the future. Um, we want to get as many people to the platform and to the site as possible. And I think when you add that along with, you know, a, a, a freemium tier, I think people try the product. They, they'll, they'll like the product and they'll use it. Oh, I thought you said you're having troubles with conversions though right now. Well, on social media, that was the question you asked was specific to what we think our number one source was social media. So I think when we drive drive people by driving content, I think that'll change. You okay. know, we're very, we're very early. We're but very do, early, right? But Adrian, sorry, I want to be clear. I mean, the, the content you're on Facebook that you're putting 15 or 20 bucks behind, 
that's content, right? It's not content on a site though. If you look at if you look at what like a HubSpot or Squidoo does, it's different. You're driving content, you're you're driving you're publishing content and driving traffic to your page based on your content. We want to do all of this on Recruit Locator on our Recruit Locator site as opposed to other people's sites. And then you could always you could always add marketing uh, marketing tools and features to be able to track where what people are, are doing on your site, where they're coming from, and then adjust based off of that. But ultimately, people people also want to see content, so that's in that's in our roadmap as well. All righty, Adrian, let's uh, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Ooh, great question. Um, the Tipping Point. I would say the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Um, Mark Bettinoff. Number uh, three, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Or sorry, number uh, number three, what billing tool do you guys use? What what billing tool do you use? Um, billing tool. Uh, we're just doing it. We're doing manual invoices. Oh my gosh, you're doing manual. You're doing manual invoices well, for two hundred fifty bucks. No, no, no. Sorry. Um. No, for oh, for on our platform, we're using Stripe. For our consulting, we're just billing manual. Got it, Stripe. Yeah, yeah. For the SaaS platform, using Stripe. Right. All right. Number four. How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Four. And Adrian, that's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Developing and recruiting is tough. All <laughs> right. And how old are you? And what's your situation? Married, single, kids? Uh, married with one child. And how old are you? I'm um, 36. 36. Last question. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? To get started in uh, in programming because you know that's really where technology is going. You know, with with everything now, um, I think you have to have a technical background for almost every job, at least some kind of technical background. So I wish I got into programming sooner. Guys, get started in programming sooner. Founded Recruit Locator, kind of an HR recruiting tool back in 2016. Relaunched it just last July. Now 300 customers paying 21 bucks a month or 250 bucks for the year. So they're doing about 6,000, 7,000 bucks per month today, focused on scaling with things like content and additional product integrations. Cash flow positive because they're building this on the back of a consulting business. Uh, team of three in remote remote locations, kind of Maryland and Japan bootstrapped, which I love too early to talk about economics, but Adrian, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks. Appreciate it.